two, three. Ooh. Nothing like cracking open a beer to start the evening. And this beer, Illuminated Brew Works, War on Christmas, if you want it. It's, a, it's for the holiday. This is our Christmas special. This is a white milk stout with spices. You know, okay, it says here on the can, I'm just going to read this, IBW's Big Creamy White Stout War on Xmas. Well, let's what give it a you, taste. What are you thinking about, bro? Let's give it a taste. Cheers, man. Ooh, that tastes awful. Ho, ho, horrible. <laughs> you were not wrong. Oh, my God. It, that just lingers. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. I don't know if I have any more Christmas puns to describe <laughs> it this. It doesn't leave the palate, bro. And you just take another big swig. Gotta. Oh, it well, gets worse. Know, like we said, the rules, you have to drink it. So thanks for that one. You know, we take turns buying the beers each week. Supposedly, it says it's supposed to taste like your Uncle Chucky's infamous holiday eggnog. And this does not taste like eggnog at all. I don't know what Uncle Chuck was drinking, but it was nasty. Uh, but anyway, like Cleet for... Uh, like Cleet mentioned, this is our Christmas episode. It's Christmas this week. I, you know, I'm kind of sad because, you know, this is my 29th year on this planet. And for the previous 28 years, every single year... My mom's side of the family has gotten together like all week. We just you know, play games and drink and eat food. Like Christmas Eve, we'll open up our pajamas and ornaments and do white elephant gift exchange. And this year it's not happening, man. It sucks. Welcome to my world. So you, you got no plans either? Just hanging out at home? Yep, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think we'll still hang out with my grandpa, my mom, and my brother. But other than that, it's like... Uh, it's sad, man. And I know a lot of you guys out there, if you're listening, you're probably in the same circumstance. This year has kind of kicked everyone's butt. But, uh, you know, again, happy holidays, though. Whatever that looks like from us at the Abyss, hopefully you're happy and safe and warm and all that good stuff. Don't drink War on Christmas. It's yeah, the nastiest beer. Now we're going to get sued. Thanks, Britain. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a negative advertisement. They're like somehow finding this fringe podcast. <laughs> They're like... Hang on a second. They they tagged us on here as like a link. Let's listen to it. And I was like, don't drink this shit. It reminds me of like the cell phones. Like it's like Verizon's like don't buy AT and T cell phones. Hang on. After like the fourth gulp, it, it gets okay. Is it because every time you take a no? I think you just get used to it. <coughs> See, try it. Two more. I'm not gonna just chug. I mean, I'll get there eventually. But I think it's just because your taste buds die. That is horrible. So how come you didn't do lights on your house this year, Cleet? You playing Ebenezer Scrooge? I never decorate for holidays, man. Ever. Let's just... <sighs> the oh. life of a bachelor. <laughs> See, like, I, I like to decorate. Ha- Halloween's my go-to. I just wish I could have gotten that 12-foot fucking skeleton this I know. year. No, We had that on our video episode we never uploaded. Because it was horrible. I wanted to steal it. Whoever the camera guy was, he sucked. Uh, okay, so what are we talking about then, Cleet, with our special Christmas episode? Well, I, I just have a collection of Christmas stories. Some are horror and some are comedy. Oh, you're not going to let me choose categories? You've already got them all lined up? Yeah, I don't want you to pick. Yeah. My picking skills last time are horrible, especially the way we started out. Well, I'm going to be talking about the uh, the Demon of Christmas, otherwise known as Krampus. No, oh, I saw the movie. Did you? Yeah. Did you like it? Like yeah. the most recent movie. Yeah, I liked it with the, the guy from Step Brothers. What's his name? Step Brothers. Yeah, he was in it. Oh, the older brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only other thing I know him from. <laughs> I was going to say, I think there's a lot of other things like Park and Parks and Rec that he's in that's yeah. like he's more known for, but okay, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you liked it, though. It was really good. Mangina. 
Mangina. <laughs> it's like, you want to punch me right now, huh? Go ahead, punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> That's a good movie. I love Step Brothers. I can almost quote that whole thing. Uh, yeah, so we've got a pretty good, pretty good lineup here for you guys. And like we said last week, uh, we won't be doing an episode uh, next week because we're taking the the week for the holidays off just to kind of take some time, you know, spend time with with ourselves. I'm gonna drink a little bit of eggnog. Who knows what'll happen? Uh, it's just all uphill from there, man. So we won't see an episode next week, but we will be back in January as we kick off 2021. So let's let's hear one of these stories, Cleet. All right, so the first one I wanted to talk about, because uh, I remember seeing this picture when I was a kid, and I'll, I'll upload this to our YouTube channel. Do you see this picture right here, Britton? Yeah. Have you seen it before? Not that one, no. It's got to be a pretty famous picture, because I just remember seeing it as a kid. Um, so this one is the lady of Rainham Hall wanders the passages every Christmas. Oh, hmm. only on Christmas. Yeah. It's like a ghost of Christmas past, you might say. Hmm. So, the lady of Ray Ham Hall has perplexed visitors and paranormal investigators for hundreds of years. Back in the 1700s, owner Charles Townsend married a young woman named Dorothy Walpole. While they lived happily together for some time in Rayham Hall, Townsend soon became paranoid that his wife was being unfaithful to him. That's got to suck. Just out of the blue, he's like, I have a feeling. I'm perplexed. Well, who knows? You know, maybe she's like, hey, my friend's going to come over. We're going to hang out in the bedroom for a while and tell each other stories. Why has my brother been over here so often? Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Why is it always family? Just playing dice. (laughs) We're playing dice. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come in, though. It's a very, it's a two-player game. Don't come in. Don't come in. Eventually driving himself mad with jealousy, he decided to hide Dorothy away in the hall telling all of their friends and family that she tragically passed. Oh. You know, this would never fly in, like, today's, like, cell phone technology. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to send her to her room, never to be seen again. She died. (laughs) Go to your room forever. Surprised you didn't take out a life insurance policy first. Dorothy was forced to stay inside the mansion, allowed only to wander through its halls. Not long after, she perished. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, it sounds kind of shitty, on a couple different, like, okay, so we've all been stuck at home at least some points this year, but like, hey, you stay in this here mansion and you don't get to leave. I think being stuck in a mansion would be pretty, pretty cool. Here's the plot twist, M. Night Shyamalan. I know you're listening. Everyone else in the world had COVID. That's why she was, uh, oh, yeah, she was hiding away. Okay, so it's like a foreshadowing of events to come. What a twist. So you know what's funny? You keep bashing on M. Night Shyamalan. I'm going to laugh when he subscribes to us one day. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh. He's going to be like, so which one of you? It's like, oh, it's Cleet that hates you. I don't know why. First comment, fuck you. <laughs> he unsubscribes an hour later. He's like, oh, I want to listen to a new horror podcast. And he's like, this is cool. It's like, fuck you, M. Night Shyamalan. He's like, wow. I'm sorry. Specifically. This, this just reminded me of a story. That it, we're we're going to break away just for a second. We'll come back. How dare you, so, You know, they always, like, make those funny knockoff movies of, like, those blockbuster movies. like you know. So, like, scary movie? Y- yeah, but, like, I'm talking about, like, um, Marvel movies and everything. Like, they make those, like, knockoff films that are, like, similar but, like, low budget. Yeah. Anyways, there was a famous director that was, like, uh, German. And he was, he directed a lot of movies back in the day that were knockoffs. And uh, people would leave such bad reviews <laughs> on his videos. And they would just attack him as a person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so he uh, called out his major critics, and he's like, come fight me in real life. And that's where the, the, the term come fight me IRL 
uh, came about. Are you and serious? He boxed four of his critics <laughs> in a boxing That's match. That's badass. Online. I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty cool. Like, if you, like <laughs> I get it. if you don't like someone's work or someone's art or whatever, like you don't have to attack them as a person. <laughs> like you suck as a person. Let's just leave shitty reviews on this guy's films yeah. right away. It's like let's take this up a notch. Let's just attack him and his family. <laughs> Your wife's fat, Mister. Um, all right, back to the story. Again, long after she was locked up, she perished, never having left Rayham Hall after her husband imprisoned her. Ever since her passing, people have witnessed an image of a woman in tattered brown dress wandering through the halls. What is Rainham Hall now? Does it say? I'm probably jumping the gun, but is it like a tourist attraction or is it? I'm sure it is. Somebody? It's probably just an old mansion, you know? Maybe it's a museum. I'll I have to look into be- it bitching to go like walk through an old mansion like that i want to go to a castle that's my thing especially like go to ireland i would you know i wonder if they have like can you stay at a castle for a night like i would pay a significant sum of money just for that experience if slash when we get big we should do it we should go record an episode in a haunted fucking castle we'll bring a ouija board and we will be dicks i want to go (laughs) (laughs) we will be dicks (laughs) (laughs) that just you caught me off the way you said that uh i want to go cruise through uh hh holmes murder castle that that even still no that burnt down okay long time ago i think it'd be cool back to the story so some of the reported encounters are truly apparently horrifying one visitor unaware of the lady's legend approached a woman in the hall only to have her look at him oh no with a glowing face but where her eyes should have been there were only empty sockets, which is creepy as hell. Ugh, yeah. there, that reminds me of a... You remember uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yes. The spider lady, like she didn't like have eyes, and she was like, no, 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 sorry. So it was the story of the bride yeah. that was getting married, and like she got locked in a room, and no one could find her, and like you just saw her corpse without She's, like, eyes. super emaciated with like eye sockets. Super creepy. Years later, after numerous other reported sightings, a photographer from Country Life magazine visited Rayham Hall to document it for an article. After snapping a photograph of the central stairwell, he saw within the image a hazy silhouette that many believe is none other than Dorothy Walpole, the lady lady. that walks the staircase. (laughs) Nice. Um, So, you know, I was looking at that picture and I was just kind of thinking, right? You know how, like, photography works? It seems like they come out with a technology and then, like, people start to understand, like, how to, um, like, manipulate it. Right. You know, like, they, they have, like, double exposure when it comes to Polaroids. That became a big thing during the spiritual uh, movement. Um, that way they could, like, could almost put, like, something that looks like a ghost somewhere. Um, and it, same thing goes for, like, our new technology, right? Even with video camera, the way that editing is done now, even, like, something that looks like actual, like, real life on video, you can, like manipulate it well showing a ghost you've got photoshop that yeah you can change anything like like you said earlier our technology nowadays it is so hard to differentiate from what's real and not like at this point like it's made such a skeptic out of me (laughs) i can't see things go oh that's totally real when back in the day you have like a little polaroid picture and you see nessie you're like holy shit yeah things real one thing we'll say is we will never lie to you guys so if we ever do a video thing yeah, yeah, it'll be legit. It might be the most boring video because it's like two hours of nothing. But you know, we're not lying to you guys. So I actually really enjoy this one. So I just want to go with this story. Um, so this is a ghost supposedly disrupted a Christmas party at Alcatraz. Okay. 
So first question, why is there a Christmas party in Alcatraz? Well, you know, you got the warden, the prison guards, you know, they got to work Christmas. They can't just leave the island be like, all right, Merry Christmas. We're going to see your family. I just didn't think that they celebrated Christmas with the inmates, especially at Alcatraz. They they had some hardcore criminals. All right, let's get into it. And you're right. (laughs) Alcatraz, the isolated penitentiary located in the middle of California's San Francisco Bay, closed down in 1963. But tales of those who were once held on the island continue to haunt generations of onlookers and visitors. So I was thinking about this, right? If that was still open, like if I were to pick to be a prison guard, I'd probably like work there. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder like, like, do they just get you on a boat every day and you go freaking drive down there? Like, what are the shifts no, like? No, they do you get live you in that premises? underground car and they drive you on the ocean floor, you dummy. You serious? Of course they get you on a boat. Fuck off. <laughs> Did you really ask him how serious? Do they got underground tunnels? I don't know. Yeah, right. they, it's like that it's like a little bug. They meet meet right underneath the ocean. Right to right to California Bay, bro. Oh, I fucking hate you. All right. You know. You're a whore. You're a whore. All right. Okay. We up. will be dicks. Often referred to as the rock, Alcatraz has gained a reputation for unexplainable and shocking ghost encounters. And one of the most notable was recounted during Christmas. I bet that place is haunted as all get out. Could you imagine going there over the overnight? I wonder if they do that. I would love if you to. could pay somebody. Yeah, they, they have the underground buggy shuttle at night. Back in the 1940s, while the facility was still in operation, the warden at the time, Warden Johnston, decided to throw a small Christmas party at his boarding house on the island. Wow. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. So it's his own little boarding house. It's not with the prisoners. He's like, hey, guys, let's sneak away for some spiked yeah. war on christmas beer and hey the the prisoners i heard got like some mystery meat with a little bit of gravy on it i think they were very happy mystery meat yeah hmm. during the gathering a few of the guards began retelling the story of the phantom figure who appeared before them wearing a gray suit brimmed cap and sporting mutton chop sideburns <laughs> <laughs> no. who are you all the guards could do was stare at this ghostly figure in shock and before they had the chance to move, the room suddenly turned very cold, and the fire in the Ben Franklin stove was oh. ex- was extinguished. That's kind of dramatic. <laughs> just, whoosh, whoosh. And just as suddenly as he appeared, the phantom man vanished. That's you keep, creepy. You keep saying phantom, like with a V. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I got a weird accent, man. That's all the brain damage. The phantom vag. Oh, God. <laughs> what is that? What's a phantom badge? <laughs> I don't know. You have to look that up in Urban Dictionary. I'm not going to get into it. Well, that's cool. I, I really want to go to Alcatraz. That's one of the places. I think my in-laws went uh, not too long ago, and they said it was really cool. Yeah. You know what other place that would be really cool that's like an island? Do you know in New York, if you're, like, super poor <laughs> and you don't have any, like, relatives to pay f- to bury you? They just ship you off to like this one certain island, and they just bury you there. There's so, so it's many. Like just... a huge cemetery on this random island in New York. Yep. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's sad, but it'd be really cool to see. Yeah. Well, let's jump in. So I know you have a couple more, but let's let's talk about our good friend Krampus. Ah, evil Santa, right? Evil demon Santa. Because I've always been curious about where he came from, like the origins. I like the origins of these folklore beast type things. That reminds me of a reminds me of Futurama with the evil Santa. You aware of that? Mm-mm. Oh my god, you got to see it. So the premise behind him is he's like a robot made by the Coca Cola company, 
but they made his standards too high and he thinks all <laughs> humans are bad. And like he literally like around Christmas just shoots people with like a machine gun or bazookas. Oh. Hilarious. Nice. See, Futurama's on my list. My uh, my uncle watches it and he's always recommending it to me, but I haven't actually sat down and watched it. I know. What have I been doing in quarantine? Nothing. Sitting it's a on my national ass. treasure. So yeah, anyway, so I've I've wanted to cover Krampus for a long time, but I we had to wait for this week. Like, oh like, yeah, you can't do it any other time. It's like March. Like oh, we're talking about Krampus. Like why the fuck are you doing it now? Uh, but I mean, we could have talked about Santa Claus, right? And with his magical reindeer and elves and shoving his fat ass down the chimney to deliver presents. But you know, I think Krampus is a little bit cooler because uh, he doesn't deliver presents to children. He kidnaps them, bro. Didn't I see him on Dateline once? <laughs> Bro, I don't know. I don't watch Dateline. Who or what is Krampus? According to Central European folklore, Krampus is described as a horned anthropomorphic figure who is half goat, half demon. I mean, when did you learn about Krampus? Really later in life. I, probably same. 16. Yeah. I, I may have gotten like a reference when I was younger, but I didn't really understand it. Right, because I was thinking about, like, it's it's been recently in my life that he, like, I even knew who this guy was, which is funny because he goes way back. So, he's hairy, usually brown or black, has cloven hooves for feet, and the horns of a goat. Really big beast guy. I wonder if he's cousins with Bigfoot. Not someone I'd want to meet in an alley. No. Angry Bigfoot, is that what you just said? He's like a cousin of Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a chip against humanity. <laughs> He has a long, pointed tongue that is always lolling out of his mouth past his pointed fangs. Krampus carries chains along with him, which supposedly symbolizes the binding of the devil by the Christian church. The chains are more of a dramatic effect, however, as he thrashes and flails them about to scare the children as he approaches. So he's like, like, I'd be scared shitless as a kid, like hearing chains rattling down the hall. Yeah. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. I don't know how else to respond to that. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it is. Along with the chains, he carries bells of various sizes. That reminded me more of the movie where he gives the kid the bell. Oh, yeah. On a more pagan origin note, he is said to carry rutin or bundles of birch branches that he can swat children with. Sounds like a total dick. So he hits kids and then steals them. Yeah. Oh, it's, it gets worse than that, man. <laughs> Krampus is a total, total asshole. In some variations, however, the branches are swapped out for a whip. Ho, ho, die. <laughs> he's got uh, big chains and a whip. He just walked in. He's like, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Do you know what we're missing in popular culture? What's that? Santa versus Krampus. Just like a big old, you know, fight. Like, we got Godzilla and Mothman. Where the hell is freaking Santa Claus versus Krampus? Like, are, battle to the end. You are going to love what I talk about Wait, later. what? Because <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> See, I thought I was original. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. Is I mean, we'll get to it in a second because that's funny that you think about that. So anyway, he presents himself during the Christmas season, of course, not to bring gifts, but, you know, to punish those little shits who've been naughty all year. So... You know, we were. I was always told that if I was naughty, I would, you know, either wouldn't get presents or I'd get coal. Yeah, I mean the contrast of uh, not like getting coal versus presents. Then like, oh well, if you're bad, you're gonna get whipped. Like, yeah, my God. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't shape up, I'm gonna send Krampus into your room at midnight with a fucking whip, and he's gonna hit you hard, and <laughs> he's gonna keep all your presents. Okay, so this next part is obviously the darkest because, you know, again, you know how Santa has his massive sack with all the children's toys. Is it like two sacks or one? 
I think it might be three or four sacks. I don't know. It's a lot of children's toys that he's flying around the world. Krampus has his own sack or basket that he straps onto his back for kidnapping naughty children, either to eat or drown them or simply teleport them straight to hell. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're a good kid. You get presents. If you're bad, right? Because here's the thing. Let's be honest. As a kid, if you t- if you told me as a kid that like if I was bad, this big demon monster is going to come and send me to hell and then whip me on my way down, I'm going to be good. You know, I might psychologically like harm them, but it's going to end a tantrum. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially like I would just hide chains in like the back room for my kid. Like, oh, my God, I hear him. Send my wife back there. Rattle the chains a little bit. He's fucking coming. Grumpus is here. He's outside. Get better. But, Dad, it's summer. He's always watching, son. He's always watching. Uh, it, it's kind of funny. Kind of an off topic. But uh, I, I like haunted houses, and we have one not too far from my house. It's called the Haunted Forest. Have you been to the Haunted Forest? No, they're big in Utah, though. We have a ton of cool fucking haunted houses. But the Haunted Forest is my favorite because it's primarily outside, so you're not cramped in this dingy, stinky haunted house. And I went two years back, and they had this really cool, like, seven-foot animatronic of Krampus, and he's, like, pulling this kid out of a bag, and the kid's, like, screaming and missing a leg. I was like, oh, my God, I want to buy that. Cut off his leg. Yeah, oh, God, it was brutal. Can you imagine if that was, like, in your front yard? <laughs> I would love that in my front yard. <laughs> your neighbors would be pissed. <laughs> I don't care. I would be very Just happy. 24-7, you got that thing going. And it's loud. It's like, ah! <laughs> so it's like, I'm trying to sleep. Fucking, I'm going to send Krampus after your Fuck son. off. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dude, I want that. And it, it's, it, it put that next to the 12-foot skeleton. It's yeah. A, that's the best lawn ornament in the world. I would keep that up year-round. I'm not even kidding you, bro. Summertime, wintertime. Wait, wait, stuff. wait. The skeleton or the screaming both. kid? <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go both, man. And if like I get complained, I'll just put it in the backyard. <laughs> just let the volume <laughs> piss people off. No, you just got to raise the level. Put it on your roof. Okay, anyway, besides the animatronics, so uh, in several regions, including Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, and Slovenia, Krampus is known as one of the companions of St. Nick, so he's actually one of his companions. When it comes to Krampus's origins, a lot of it is unclear, but is speculated to have pre-Christian origins. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Christian like literature is about, like you know, afterlife, great, or hell. It makes sense. Right. One of the earliest ties that can be made with Krampus in the pre-Christian Alpine traditions are pagan festivals that took place during the winter, kind of like the winter solstice festivals that they always did. During these festivals, people would go masquerade, people would go masquerade around dressed as devilish figure called a perked, which is a two-legged humanoid goat with giraffe-like neck wearing animal furs. <laughs> you sound Irish when you started the first sentence. <laughs> what did I say? I'm going to keep it in there. All right, that's cool. I'm kind of curious about what I said, though. Listen to the episode. <laughs> I can't I, help you with that. I can try and go Irish. <laughs> One of the earliest ties that can be made. <laughs> While wearing these costumes, they would march in processions called Perktenlaufs, or Perk to Run, which is the earlier form of the Krampus Runs. Have you heard of a Krampus Run before? No. Okay. It's like the big, well, I mean, we'll talk about it more, but it's like the big Krampus festivals that they still have. Now, the Catholic Church obviously was not pleased of these Perktenlaufs because it was like you know making fun of the you know christmas season and all the the holy spirits and stuff so they literally like would ban them like they were banned by authorities because like you can't do this well they do have a monopoly on jesus they do 
Because of the sparse, rugged environments, however, of the Alpine regions, it was really hard to enforce these bans, essentially rendering them useless. So they continued to go. Now, they wanted to try and bring some kind of middle ground because they were tired of the Christian church, like, hey, you can't do that. It's not, it's not right. So what they did is they eventually added St. Nick to the Perkton Laos as kind of like a middle ground. So like, hey, we got you. We'll just add Santa Claus into the mix. You're good. And I guess that worked. I mean, they're probably still pissed off, but like, okay, fine. Just, just be better about it. This was transformed into the Krampus run that we know today, or that you know most of us know. It's not really done here in Northern America. It's starting to, but it's it's more popular in the European cultures. I think it's safe to say that everyone knows Santa likes milk and cookies, right? Like you leave milk and cookies out for Santa. I remember we always had a special plate. We'd put the cookies on and a special mug with the milk and write a little letter, leave That's it on so the table. Weird. Our childhood was so much different. Mine was whiskey and cigarettes. Is that <laughs> normal? But it's funny because Krampus uh, likes to party because it's customary to leave schnapps or brandy out. So <laughs> you were just inviting Krampus into your home. Fair That's enough. The problem. That explains the whip marks. Did you always get presents or were they always missing? But anyway, so like it's <clears> funny <throat> because they would leave brandy and schnapps out. But like during these Perkton laughs, uh, it really essentially gave people the excuse to run around like a jackass dressing up in like these horned, you know, masks and everything. But they would go home to home. And, like, they would offer presents to the kids in exchange for brandy. So it's like, you give me a drink, I'll give you a present. You know, there are people in the world that are like me. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not many, but there's a, there's yeah. a few. Give me some whiskey. Right. But, I mean, have you seen – I saw a meme on Facebook. It's like the kid's like, but, Dad, he wants, Chris, he, wants, uh, he wants milk and cookies. And the dad's like, no, I promise. This is what he wants. And it shows tacos and tequila. It's like, oh, my God, that's so great. It's like, I know what Santa wants. I'm always in contact with him, son. Why does Santa want a carton of Marble Reds? <laughs> I don't get it. It's because of you. <laughs> it's because you were naughty. He hates coming to our house. <laughs> we have to make it easier You for ruined him. his life. <laughs> and for some reason, he likes your mom. If we go back even further, however, to the closest thing that we have to an origin story for Krampus, we would land on a figure known in Austria as Perkta, the Winter Goddess. This girl is badass. She was briefly mentioned in the Brothers Grimm and is basically a mixture of Santa Claus and Krampus. What would that even look like? Reminds me of that Abraham guy from uh, Rick and Morty. Unlike Santa and Krampus, though, where one obviously represents the good and the other the bad, Perkta represents both the reward and the punishment, so she takes care of everything on her own. So she's just the embodiment of both. Right? Two polarized beings in one body. Constant battle of good and evil. She would make her visit to children during midwinter, or what we refer to as the 12 days of Christmas. If the child had been good, they would wake up in the morning to find a silver coin in their shoes, left behind by Perkta. The bad kids, though, they didn't just get coal. This part's really fucked up. If the children were bad, she would enter their rooms and slice open their stomachs. Oh. She would then pull out their guts, filling the now empty stomach with pebbles and straw before sewing them right back up. Wow. So you got Krampus that whips you, but this lady would full on gut you and then fill you with stones and straw. So would that stop you being an asshole as a kid? I feel like I was spoiled growing up, you know? Can you imagine hearing those stories? Yeah. And he's going to kill you? I think I grew up with like, it's like, if you be bad, you're going to get two presents <laughs> rather than like 10. <laughs> She would also inflict this punishment on those who ate anything besides meat or fish during her festival. So if you, you had to eat meat or fish during that time or else she'd get you. 
Okay. So you just have the meat sweats if that's all you ate was meat. To the good, she would appear as a beautiful woman dressed in white. Those who were bad saw her as an old withering hag. She just changed depending on, you know, how you were that year. She was always accompanied by spirits known as Perkton, who also came in two forms. The beautiful ones brought good fortune with them, and the ugly ones had fangs or tusks and horsetails. So, you know, like we talked about earlier, this is where the Perkton laugh came from that we talked about, where people would dress up in furs and horns, going house to house, warding off spirits or getting drunk off of brandy. So that's where that thing started from. So that's like the earliest known origin story of Krampus, but, you know, it's not really... Proven, it's all speculation. You had me at Brandy. There you go. So let's talk some more about the modern history of Krampus. Uh, During the aftermath of the 1932 election in Austria, the Krampus tradition was prohibited by the Dolphus regime under the clerical fascist Fatherland's Front and the Christian Social Party. Flat out banned Krampus, man. During the 50s, the government passed out pamphlets that were titled, Krampus is an Evil Man. Towards the end of the century, however, the Krampus celebrations resurfaced and are still held to this day. It's being revived in Bavaria with local artistic hand-carved wooden masks. So we just got to go to Bavaria and do a Krampus run. Yeah. In 2019, several reports came out of drunken or disorderly conduct by masked Krampuses in Austrian towns. So they're just getting drunk and going around being disorderly. People have a lot of fun in other countries. I know. And we're here, like, uh, doing stuff working lockdown lockdown working you know not getting drunk and having a good time so let's now discuss something called krampusnacht or krampus night krampusnacht is held on the evening of december 5th which is the night before the feast of saint nicholas that is celebrated in parts of europe so we celebrate christmas here december 25th we have christmas eve on the 24th of course on this night krampus begins to wander the streets Sometimes he's all alone, but sometimes he's accompanied by Santa. Are they going to fight? Not yet. Fight, fight, fight. I wish. Santa will visit all the good homes and businesses while Krampus goes around to all the bad ones. Santa passes out gifts and Krampus passes out cold and rootin'. So, I mean, he's passing out coal or he's sending people to hell if they're bad. I don't know. But it's just funny because it's like they just subdivide. They just meet in the middle. It's like, all right, you go do your thing. Krampus lights a cigarette. He's like, peace, bitch. Santa's like, oh deliver presents drinking his whiskey oh ho, ho. would you rather be krampus or santa if he had a pick probably krampus you're a monster you hit kids <laughs> i mean i was thinking like a big cool horn demon rather than just like a, a you hit kids and you're like you hit children if that's what you got out of it. i was thinking like to go around having brandy and celebrate. we're gonna edit this out we can't have that why a myth surfaced in recent years that tells of krampus being hell's son hell in this case being h-e-l Hell is the Norse goddess of the underworld for those who aren't fully versed in Norse mythology. And if you're not, what the fuck have you been doing with your life? This theory is especially popular on the internet and appeared in several articles in National Geographic and Smithsonian Magazine. So some people say he's the daughter of, he's the son of hell. Mm, Quite. Quite quaint. It is popular in Europe to this day to exchange Krampus-themed greeting cards, and it's been going on since the 1800s. So like you and I just... Recently found out about Krampus lately, and this has been going on since like 1800s, like even later. These Grub von Krampus or Greeting from Krampus cards usually contain humorous rhymes and poems. Now, the pictures on the cards are pretty cool, but back in the time, they they gathered a lot of uh, pushback because they featured Krampus looming menacingly over children, obviously getting ready to send them all to hell. 
some of the cards he's seen with one human foot and one goat foot. Not quite sure what that's all about. Uh, some of the best cards, of course, are the ones where he's pursuing buxom woman because Krampus has desires too, the devil. It's funny because they had pictures and you can probably post them on the uh, the YouTube video, but like some of them are like really dark. Like he's like stuffing kids in sacks and like you know, there's flames going on. <laughs> I'll actually add that. Krampus used to appear as a super evil and dark looking entity where more modern cards show him as a cute Cupid-like creature, which kind of ruins it for me. Who hits kids. Who hits children. I'd rather be Santa, though, now that I've thought about it. <laughs> You're a monster, bro. I'm a monster. I've never hit my son, nor do I ever plan to. There are a lot of variations depending on where you are on the globe. Uh, for example, in Styria, the rutin bundles we talked about are presented to families by Krampus. The twigs are painted gold and displayed around the house all year long to remind children of Krampus and that they must behave. In Croatia, Krampus is described as a devil wearing a cloth sack around his waist and having chains around his neck, ankles, and wrists. That one sounds intense. Fucking what do they got going on in Croatia? Within this tradition, if the child is good, they will receive a golden branch. But if they are bad, they will receive a silver branch and no toys because Krampus keeps them for himself. I'd be pissed if I woke up and just found a branch on the tree. Like, even if you're good, it's like, oh, I got a golden branch. Cool. Friends, like, Where's my got, PS5? Your friend's got a silver this branch. This is a PS4. <laughs> Krampus has become popular in modern culture, however, making appearances in a number of books, magazines, television series, and even some major motion pictures. Obviously, my favorite one is the, the 2015 movie called Krampus, which is the one that we were talking about that you've seen. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like you were going to say there was going to be a movie where Santa fought Krampus. Is oh, that I'm getting not there. a thing? Okay. Yeah. I want to hear it. I want to see the fight. <laughs> Uh, so there's another movie that my wife and I watched a couple years back, and you need to watch this. It was on Netflix when we watched it, but uh, we had zero expectation. We we're like, let's just find this, <clears throat> let's just find the stupidest movie that we can, and it's literally called A Christmas Horror Story: Santa versus Krampus. God damn it! Everyone's <laughs> every idea has already been made. We should start a GoFundMe and make a better one. Yeah, but I don't, so the thing is, like, again, we went into this not expecting anything, right? It's completely a B film, completely all the way through. But the ending caught me off guard so bad, it made the whole movie amazing. Like, the ending was like a twist that M. Night Shyamalan couldn't even do. It was good. Well, oh, it made it good. It was a good ending. Okay. Like, it's cheesy. Like, you're watching, you're like, what the fuck? But then at the end, you're like, holy hell. And it literally is like Krampus and Santa Claus fighting to the death, bro. I think good. you'll like it. So, anyway, that is the uh, history of Krampus. You know, um, real quick. Freddy versus Jason. You saw oh, you saw the movie. I Who did. would you think would really win that? Freddy. Yeah, because Jason won, right? To a degree, he was walking away with his head. Yeah. And then the sunset. Because, Bullshit. Yeah, because Freddy is is he's in a dream world. Yeah. Like, I just feel like he's Im immortal to some kind of degree. All right, let's jump into a little bit of comedy. This is going to be a little bit short, though. Um, I was looking at the worst Christmas stories ever, like. Who has had the worst Christmas ever? That's kind of sad, actually. I love <laughs> like, it. My drunk uncle came and murdered my family on Christmas night. 2008. I came down with swine flu and had to wear a surgical mask. My deadbeat dad went to jail. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, on, and on Christmas morning, I found my beloved pet parakeet dead on the bottom of his cage. That's so sad. My neighbors looked out their back window 
that day to see a sobbing 17-year-old in a oh. pink bathrobe and SARS mask saying a funeral for a dead bird in the middle of a blizzard. Good God. Can you imagine that? That's like the perfect start of like a movie. That's like the first scene, someone in a pink bathrobe crying over a dead bird. I just imagine the neighbor like, is our neighbor nuts? What's going on? I'm like, dude, shut up. I can't hear my Krampus figure. <laughs> I can't hear my Krampus animatronic. You're crying too loud. God damn it. All right, here's another one. Last year, after a few all-nighters and a week of finals, I came home to work my retail job. Worked a few more all-nighters, then came down with a bad flu on Christmas Eve. What's up with flus going on here? I don't know, but uh, do you remember when we got the, uh, was it bird flu or swine flu? That was Swine flu. Yeah, so like in 2000, it would have been like 2009, I got swine flu. You got the swine flu? Yeah, and they sent me home and I had to quarantine for my mom and brother. I was down in the basement. Like They sent me home from school for like two weeks. That must have been pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the thing is I didn't, it was like less than the regular flu for me. Like I didn't really feel that sick, but the doctor's like, you can't be around anybody. It's that serious. This one isn't funny. Let's just skip it. This one isn't funny. All right, so we'll go to one last story here, okay? This is supposedly a true scary Christmas story. You say supposedly, that takes the magic out of it for me. You know, you either believe or you don't. It's just like we talked about earlier. What's real anymore? Do you I even don't know, know, man? What's real life looks at hands. <gasps> 50-50 simulation, bro. What do you think? Yes, no? I don't know, man. Yeah. I can't think about that. It bothers me. I had an unusual visitor on Christmas Day 2008. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't Santa Claus passing by my house in Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> That's super specific. I'm sure it wasn't Santa Claus passing by Indiana on this night. The day started in typical fashion with the opening of gifts around the Christmas tree. I served an early Christmas dinner for family and friends, and everybody departed by 5 p.m., except my sister and brother-in-law who lived with me. That's an early departing time. Like, he made dinner. Like, was dinner at two? Yeah, maybe. Maybe they don't like him. <laughs> That's true. It's like, maybe it was a bad dinner. It's a sh- like, God. It's like on Christmas vacation when they cut open the turkey. It's like, <laughs> and like the steam comes out and it's all dry. They're like, oh, we're going to go to Denny's, actually. <laughs> Thanks, though. So, they were sleeping in a bedroom at the end of the hall with the door open. Who sleeps with the door open? That's fucking weird. I do all the time. You're weird. Yeah, it's because my cat will like scratch the door like what like four in the morning. That's fair. aggressive. We started, we started leaving our our door open with our cat, dude. How's your cat, man? I want to meet it. All right. Anyways, oh she uh, she got spayed this week because it's a foster, but we're we're keeping her. So I love cats. All right. <clears throat> I went into my bedroom with my dog Toby, and shut the door securely. I was just dozing off when I heard the latch of my bedroom door open. I waited several seconds for my sister or brother-in-law to ask me whatever they came to say, but there was no other sound. It was almost 7 p.m., so my bedroom was pitch black. I had left lights on in the kitchen and the bathroom, and there was a lot of Christmas lights in the living room, so the hallway would have been well lit. I want to know what that means. There's a lot of Christmas lights in the living room. I just imagine it like lit the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) I would be able to see whoever was at my door just by lifting my head. I pushed the blankets down and lifted my head from the pillow, but just as I would have been able to see who was in the doorway, an extremely bright light hit me right in the eyes. (laughs) Was it like an angel? It's an angel doing a lasso of Christmas lights. Like I heard singing an ethereal choir, and you know, I uh, 
I don't. I got it's nothing like, after it's like, that. Aww. Yeah, it's like, exactly. <laughs> I was struck by the light in my eye sockets. <laughs> right in my manhole. My eye holes. They got lit up with the white light. Got tears in my manholes. <laughs> I shielded my eyes and yelled, "Turn out that fucking light! You're blinding me." The light immediately disappeared, <laughs> and I heard the bedroom door latch close. I bet it was an angel. He's like, "You know what? We're gonna cure this guy's cancer." <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, fuck off. He's like, you know what? We need to go somewhere else. I just imagine like they're That's coming so to check on him. It's like, it's like, he's like, turn out the fucking light. It's like, oh, sorry, bro. Close the door. My bedside light is a touch lamp. So I tapped it and looked around the bedroom. There was no one in the bedroom except me and Toby. So it's a it's a touch lamp rather than a the clapper? Dude, the, the touch lamps are pretty cool. My they grandma had one on of those. Clap off. Yeah. The clapper. What about the clap? Okay. I got the touch, not the clap. Toby jumped off the bed and went to the door without showing any signs of alarm. At first, I wasn't frightened because Toby is a Dutch shepherd, well-trained to be excellent watchdog and proven personal protection dog. This thing is just very oddly specific. I know, right? Since Toby was already up, I decided to let him outside and see what sis or brother-in-law needed. When I went into the hallway, I could see both of them still in bed. I took Toby into the living room to let him outside, and there was nobody there either. So who opened my bedroom door and turned a spotlight on my face? It was the good old neighborhood police officer. (laughs) The neighborhood creep. Oh, yeah. Can I snuggle you, boy? Like most people, the thoughts of loved ones are always close at hand during the holiday season. When I first went to lie down, I was thinking how happy I was that a small family had enjoyed a pleasant Christmas But it would have been so much better if my mother and brother had still been alive to share it with us. Oh, my God. Right? Whoa, it just got weird. Uh, I would like to think it was my brother's spirit stopping by to say Merry Christmas. I still think of you, too. That's kind of heartwarming. This isn't scary at all. I haven't been able to debunk this strange event or find any kind of rational explanation. I'm half afraid that my heart stopped during my sleep and the light I saw was the bright light people report after near-death experiences. Leave it to me to see the stairway to heaven and ruin my chance at eternal paradise by saying, (laughs) turn the fucking light off. I've made a mental note that if I ever see that bright light to clean up my language just in case. He's like, please stop shining the light in my pupils. The light starts going red and it gets hot in the room. You're like, no, 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 no. It's like, you had your chance. Okay, real quick, before we end the episode, uh, I did have another bout of sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. shit. <clears throat> so, I, you know, it, they always seem house specific, right? And in this house, I always feel like there's an intruder in my house that's about to walk into my room. The house we're currently in right now? Yes. Filming your pod- <clears throat> Filming our podcast? Yeah. So I happen to fall asleep on my back, which is always when I get sleep paralysis. And um, yeah, I just feel like there's something watching me, malevolent, and it's like an intruder that wants to kill me. And I finally snap out of it, right? And I'm like, all right, well, I'll lay on my stomach. Fuck you. Um, I'm laying there. And I I start to feel like I feel like something touching my back with my blankets. Okay. And I'm like, all right, I just want to go to bed. I'm just going to ignore it. I don't care. Right? Just light, like, like someone's palm is touching the my back so if someone really does come into your house you're like yeah it's whatever fuck you i'm just gonna go to sleep they're like petting your back oh jeff here it's like oh cleet i'm gonna murder you so this is what this is when it happens dude the crescendo the fright all of a sudden 
my cat jumped on my legs from from the floor to my bed oh. and i freaked the fuck out like i jumped <laughs> up <laughs> it's like two in the morning because you're probably thinking your cat was the one on your back no she just bolts off like no something oh. jumps on you you're like holy shit what is that yeah you know? it's a lot of force and uh yeah scared the hell out of me damn have you like thought about maybe getting a CPAP machine or something? You know, I got a test and they never gave me the results. I was so upset about it. You so know, call sleep them, apnea. do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get around it. Um, all right. Well, that ends our Christmas special. Hopefully, yeah. you guys are enjoying the podcast. Keep sending us recommendations. Um, you know, I think we're gonna have a great next year. New content. I agree. Uh, we've had a very awesome first year. I mean, we chose a hell of a year to start a podcast. <laughs> we were all excited, but uh, honestly, you guys have made it amazing. We've been following like where the viewers are coming from and where you guys are listening from, and we really do appreciate all the submissions you've sent in, but we do plan on doing this throughout the next year. Like we said, we will be taking this next week off, so uh, be on the lookout for us in the first week of January, and we hope you guys have a happy holiday season from the abyss. Send recommendations to entertheabysspod at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for entering the abyss. Until next time.